man. Come on. The light's green. Let's go. Where is it? Oh, there it is. Yukon uh, came in and dismantled Gonzaga. I mean, yeah, they, they did. There's no other way to call it. I mean, they beat them by almost 30 points. Nice. Late to work sports. sports. What up, world? Hey, and welcome to another episode of Late to Work Sports. As always, I'm your host, Jonathan, with my co-host, Ray Ray. What up, Ray Ray? What's up, John? Another week, more stories. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We all over the board this week. So, And this week, we got a special guest. What's going on, Josh? What's going on, man? How are you? Man, I'm living the dream. Living the dream. Had a three-day weekend, so they can't beat that. Yeah, I know that's right. <laughs> So, well, gentlemen, we got uh, we got some baseball, we got some football, some March Madness, some NBA, some XFL, some UFC. We're all over the place, so if y'all are ready, we'll go ahead and roll right into this bad boy. Let's get into it. Yeah, let's do it. All right, then. All right, so our first topic, I guess, then, we'll go ahead and talk about the finale from the World Baseball Classic. And uh, that was a championship. I know that uh, Ray Ray and me were pulling it for Team USA. He picked Japan to make it. I was rooting for Mexico to make it. Well, as everybody knows, Japan ended up making it. And uh, there's some really cool stats that kind of rolled out of this. So um, it was uh, the championship was last Tuesday between Japan and the USA, like I said. And it was a very close game. It oh, yeah. uh, was. It, Japan ended up winning it three to two, um, which is actually Japan's third championship in five years. I didn't know that, that or not in five years, excuse me, in uh, the last five. In um, the five totals, yeah, yeah. So that's that's pretty wild. And then uh, the semifinals, over ninety percent of Japanese households were watching the semifinal game between Japan and Mexico. I think it was like ninety three point something. That's insane. Japan loves some baseball. And then uh, they said the championship ended up having uh, 4.8 million people watching it. I'm I'm assuming a lot of those came from Japan. And uh, the final was, uh, I mess his name up every time, and y'all both told me his name. Otani. Yeah. Otani struck out his teammate in the MLB, Mike Trout, to secure the win, which is wild if you think about them two uh playing against each other to decide what's gonna happen. So I guess uh first we'll go with you, Ray Ray. What what did you think about the the World Baseball Classic, man? The whole tournament and even the championship. What was your what was your take on this? So I think it's good to do. I mean it's no different than the Olympics or FIFA or doing any of that, you know, like for the World Cup. It's just another take on it. It's more things, more sports, gets more people involved and it's just more to celebrate and cheer on for your own country. So all the people that hate it or doubt on it, we do it in so many other things. What's the difference? I mean, it's no different. I would rather go play in these games. I feel like I'd get more warmed up for the season than if I were to do these spring games that really mean nothing because now I'm playing for my country. And what more pride is there than than doing that? I do think after going all through it to see Otani go against Mike Trout was pretty cool because what's the odds that it comes down to the two teammates, right? It comes down to arguably one of the best guys to ever play baseball or out of America, Mike Trout, against Otani, who can be probably arguably the next, like, Babe Ruth, like the next face of baseball. Not many times are you as good of a pitcher as you are as a batter. So it's pretty cool to see what Otani said about Trout, which was just him talking about Nobody else out there knew what I was up against. Like, I know what I had to pitch against and how hard it was. So it was really cool just to see the respect Otani had for Trout going into it as well. Yeah, it was pretty wild. Josh, what did you think about it all? Some people really don't agree with it because um, what's the closer's name out of uh, New York? Uh, Oh, shoot. Uh, Noah, help me out here. I'll find it for you. The closer? I don't know the closer. Yeah, Diaz, I think, is yeah, his Edwin name. Diaz. Uh, yeah, Edwin Diaz. So I think it was in the second round, maybe. He um, 
had an injury and now he's uh, expected to miss the the whole season and um i know the the day after the injury people were talking about how this is how uh players get hurt i don't agree with it whatsoever uh but i mean that's the risk these players are taking when they step on the field every day um it's uh that's just a part of the game you you can get hurt you can do whatever you know real quick uh, to, to jump in on Josh part, just so everyone knows he got hurt celebrating he didn't get hurt playing the game yeah. so he got a knee injury celebrating which is anything he could have done he could have been walking to his car and yes. his ankle rolled you know yes. what I mean like yeah. anything could happen like that yeah I, I don't mean to cut you off I just had to throw that in there I feel like yeah, that's yeah. very important it's information cool, cool. for it uh, but yeah I mean that's I mean that just goes to show that it can happen to anybody I mean um but I think that it is crazy that the final out of the World Baseball Classic was Shohei Otani and Mike Trout, how he threw. I think it was two fastballs back-to-back, and I think they were touching at, like, 101, 102 maybe, and then he came back to end the game with a – I think it was a slider or a cutter that was, like, 87 miles an hour. So just that range between three pitches is absolutely insane. Uh, But for the most part, I mean – I agree with what uh, Ray said. Um, arguably, Shohei Otani is the face of baseball. I mean, arguably, he can be considered the best player ever out of Japan. And then you have Mike Trout, uh, who could arguably as well be one of the best players to ever come out of America. Um, Hall of Famer. Yeah, Hall of Famer. Guaranteed, well, not really guaranteed, but I mean, up to this point, since he's been playing Major League Baseball, uh, He's arguably a Hall of Famer now. I mean, he could retire today and he'd be in the Hall of Fame, in my opinion. I mean, mm-hmm. he's a stud. Not many people are doing what he's doing at the age that he's at. It's just hard to be on the Angels. It's just been a struggle bus for him anyway. Yeah, I mean, you really think about it. Um, to be one of the best players to ever play the game and make the playoffs one time in your career up to this point is that's. Uh, it sucks, in my opinion. Um, oh, yeah, no, there's no other way to put that. That'd be heartbreaking. Oh, uh, yeah. And then the game I think that you made it to the go- to be considered into the playoffs is a, is a wild card game, I believe is what it was, and they ended up not winning the game. So, I mean, technically he's made the playoffs, but he hasn't made the playoffs because it was considered a wild card game. He's never played in the ALCS or ALDS or anything like that. So it, it sucks, in my opinion, for Mike Trout. Yeah, unfortunately, where Mike Trout plays, I mean, he doesn't. I think he's just kind of got a little bit of a shadow cast over him by some of these other juggernauts. Um, Especially, I mean, you're playing in in Cali, which has the Dodgers. It has, you know, the Giants. And now you got the Padres starting to kind of do a little something. You get a, a shadow kind of cast on you. I mean... When's the last time you heard anybody say, check out the, uh, the Oakland A's? Uh, never. I mean, exactly. You just don't <laughs> think about these other teams that are over there because there's so many big teams doing There's it. a lot of shadows cast over there. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, unfortunately for Mike, that's just that's just part of it. But It's part of the game. It's part of being the best. It. Always going to arguably the worst team. That's yeah. it. But Well, uh, on Otani... How about, uh, you know, this is his last year and they're looking at, you know, contract. I guess the question here is, uh, does he deserve a big contract? So let me uh, let me read some stats off. Then we'll let Josh kind of open this up and see what he thinks. So he, he's been an MVP. Now, he's a pitcher first and a designated hitter second. So <laughs> he's been an MVP, the rookie of the year, a silver slugger, and a two-time all-star. He also has 127 home runs, 342 RBIs, and a batting average of .267. He is getting compared to the Babe. I do disagree with that a little bit at this point, but uh, if you want to talk about somebody kind of second coming, there's a possibility this guy could be it. And uh, I'm just curious, what does a contract look for him? Because I looked up the highest paid pitcher, which is Max Shazier, and kind of compared stats, he's not much under Max Shazier's stats. So, Josh, do do you think he's deserving of a big contract? Do you think he's going to stay with 
with Los Angeles, or is he going to roll out, chase that money somewhere else? Maybe you know New York or you know the Dodgers or whoever's willing to just throw money at him. Yeah, so uh, I believe he signed a uh, a one year deal with the Angels. Uh, That's correct. In the off season. And I don't remember the exact amount that it was for, but I know I think that it's roughly forty-three million. Yeah, so uh, that's roughly just above what Max Scherzer is getting paid every year. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think after this season, I don't imagine that Shohei Otani uh, stays in Los Angeles to to continue to play for the Angels. Uh, I see him going to. Uh, to a National League team like the the Mets because they're throwing every cent that they can possibly throw to bring a championship back to New York. Um, I mean, I could see him going to the Dodgers. I could see him going practically anywhere in the NL. Or I could see him staying in the AL and going to the Yankees. But, yeah, um, in my opinion, I believe that Shohei, he will get a major payday. Uh, I think it'll be about a 8- to 10-year deal worth about 300 plus million uh i believe he's worth that i believe that he will get it as well what about you ray do you uh do you see him getting somewhere like that you see him rolling out do you see him getting higher than that i I personally think he could honestly reset the market there and get a a big contract my opinion what do you think i think the nationality is going to matter in the sense of they're more an honorable style of people, right? I think we can argue that the Japanese, we saw that with the home run ball hit, mm-hmm. and they're passing it around, taking a picture with it. I'm going to be honest with you, you go to any other stadium with our fans, you're not getting that ball back. Never. If you, <laughs> you pass that thing, it's gone. <laughs> <clears throat> and that matters in the sense of, is he going to want that much money? Is he going to be the guy to be like, no, it's cool, I just want to play with the Angels because I love the Angels, just pay me a fair rate. You know, like, we haven't taken that into concern. Or is he going to... You know, I think you can argue the American side of it pushing like, yeah, get you know, get your paper, get paid. Now that being said, though, you got to think. So he went 15 for nine in his starts. He had a 2.33 ERA, and just so you know, John, a good ERA is between two and three. So I mean, he was teetering over there towards about as best you can get. And while designating, the designated hitter, he hit 34 home runs and batted a .273 and had 95 RBIs, which for anybody else, hey, man, that's a great year. I'm sure Josh can agree with that. I mean, I take that out of most positions, right? I mean, you want a guy hitting a three. But from a pitcher, I mean, you're throwing the ball, and this dude is getting on base one out of every four hits. Yeah. Really? I mean, that is that is rough. And how many pitchers pitcher. do you see getting up there too, man, and they're like – Most pitchers are a point point one, one and below. Yeah. And they're not hitting dingers. They're not hitting 34 of them in a year. They might get no. like a one-off or a two-off. There was so a I think stat. Could, there was a stat. He, not interrupt. Sorry. There was another a stat that uh come out, and I want to say it was Zarin last year, and he was the first player, uh, in like sixty or seventy years. I want to say I, I had it at one point. Um, to hit thirty home runs and have thirty strikeouts. It's yeah. only been done like once or twice ever. Yeah, and, and it's hard. It's hard to get your multi-talented player. It just is. So is he worth the money? He is to somebody, but there's definitely franchises like the Braves that will never get him just because they're not going to spend the money. They just well, let, let me touch up on there, uh, right there on that subject. So, during last year's season, during the All Star break, the Braves were supposed to try to make a run for Shohei before the trade deadline. Um, the deal ended up falling through, or I don't know if a deal was ever in the process. But there was rumors last season that the Braves were going to make a, a a push for Shohei right before the deadline, and it never happened. But, yeah, I agree. Um, well, then that would bring in the argument of is that why the Braves didn't spend so much money in their free cap as well, you know, and all that money that they have? Because everything they stage pretty low, and then they're letting, you know, certain big names walk. Like Dansby, I guess you could argue, is a big name for Atlanta. You know, yeah, they don't want to I mean, pay he's, him. He's a Marietta so it, boy, so, I mean, he, he's a right, hometown kid. Yeah. So that's a good point you bring up. It could be we're just laying in wait, like that's who we want to bring on, or that's who the Braves want to bring on. But someone's going to pay him. He's going to get paid. I feel yeah. like the same way you said, Ray Ray, I feel, um, I feel like he possibly could reset it. I have my reserves about him leaving 
the angels because of the loyalty thing. I was thinking the same way you were yeah. thinking, the loyalty thing. So it's gonna be real interesting to see. Does he take that money somewhere else? Uh, or does he choose to stay, maybe take a, a lesser contract to mm-hmm. stay with the angels just because he's staying with the angels and the loyalty mm-hmm. and the way that culture is. So yeah, I'm that matters. really, 100% matters. And that, so that, I'm really that, curious that, yep. to see how that plays out. But I just, I don't think he'll reset the market in the sense of his batting being what it is as a pitcher is just out of the league compared to other pitchers. It's just, the difference is just too astronomical, I think, for it to truly be reset. Yeah, and just uh, one more thing from me before on this subject. Um, so, with Shohei being a two-way player, um, I mean, you got to really think about it. The last player that played in the major leagues that was a two-way player was Babe Ruth. And even then, I mean, you can compare the numbers to Babe and Shohei. I mean, from the last I looked at it, um, they're pretty similar. And another thing about resetting the market, I believe that you have these teams like the Mets and the Yankees, the Dodgers, and, I mean, you might have a couple more, but the payroll um, is crazy. Um, If you look at the stats for this upcoming season, the Mets have the highest payroll from any team in the major leagues the second so that's team Bobby, is right. that's counting who? Oh, Bobby, he's still getting his money. Yeah, in there, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's still getting his money in there. So it's the Mets <laughs> and then the Yankees, and the Mets have a higher payroll by I think it was like eighty-seven point two million dollars. That's um, crazy. Yeah, that that's nuts. just the next team that's available. I mean, and then if you, I don't have the exact um, numbers right now, but I can try to find it here, and then I can re-mention it later in the show. But uh, the Braves didn't spend much this offseason. I mean, the we Dodgers got, did. Uh, yeah, the Dodgers did. Uh, the Braves, I mean, they coughed out a little pretty penny for Sean Murphy. And then obviously last season, we did Spencer Strider, Michael Harris, uh, Matt Olson. And even then, those contracts are still relatively low compared to what other guys are getting in the league. So I do believe that Shohei could reset the whole contract thing who knows i mean the highest paid contract before this i believe it was bryce harper for i think it was like 13 years 355 million which is crazy money there's i mean there's been some big contracts thrown around in recent years the padres have been the culprit of a couple of them manny machado uh tatis so We'll see. This is definitely something that's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. I just say no for Josh real quick, and I'm good. So it's Mike Trout actually was is the biggest at 426.5 million over 12 years signed in 2019. So I don't feel bad for Mike Denny. Chose to stay there. Yeah, that article is just from February 27th. It chose to stay there then. (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of contracts, then what about Lamar Jackson and his current contract that's kind of getting wild. I mean, today we've seen that he's released on March 2nd. He requested a trade. The team won't trade him. Um, I guess and the, Arbaugh says that he will start week one. Yeah, he said that's our guy. Uh, so I guess, okay, the first question here, Ray Ray, uh, who's the bad guy in this situation? Is it Lamar Man. for just wanting his freedom? Like, look, y'all, y'all are underbidding me. Or is it the Ravens for saying, we're not letting you go. You will play for us. Uh, At the end of the day, I'm just going to have to say, it's probably Lamar because you have signed contracts and you have done things saying you're going to be here. And at this point, you're not willing to pay for an agent, which as we discovered today, at most is a million dollars that you're paying, which is pennies on the dime, really, compared to... A million a year. Yeah, uh, that a quarterback's paying. Like, mm-hmm. that's nothing. Like, I think we can all agree that's nothing for a quarterback contract. I mean, look at Daniel Jones. I mean, that's nothing. So I think he's the bad guy at this point just because we're playing this roundabout game. Obviously, no one has interested you in you for a reason, whether that be they're just afraid of what the Baltimore is going to do. But at the end of the day, it is a business. 
and it just turns out to like, hey, someone else is going to do it, why not me, right? Meaning that Baltimore's got to stick it to them because if they're not going to stick it to them, somebody else will. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, it, it's just what you get for not getting the proper representation. You don't know how to play this game. You got too much stress on you already, I'm sure, not knowing where you're going to go now. And truly, I think if a team really, 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 really wanted you, they would just get you. See, There'd be no beating around the bush, the bush are just waiting. they just get you. They'd make see, it happen. See, I disagree. I personally think the Ravens are the bad guy. This dude's untold to you. I don't want to play for y'all. I tried for the past three years we've been trying to work on it. I have made it blatantly clear what I'm looking for. And y'all basically told me, no, that's fine. No is fine, but let me go find it elsewhere. And now you're holding him hostage. So I personally think the Ravens are the bad guy. Um, my personal opinion, Josh, do you, uh, do you think the Ravens actually trade him or do you think that they do have him on their roster week one? So, I mean, this is obviously a, a very sticky subject. Um, Lamar wants out, but Baltimore, it, it seems like they're going to hold on to him, and I, I feel like he will be on the field week one for, for Baltimore. But um, wow. just like what Ray said, the Daniel Jones contract, Lamar wants his money. Daniel Dan, um, Daniel Jones just signed a four-year contract worth $160 million. Quarterbacks are getting paid, and I don't understand why you wouldn't want to sign Lamar or why you wouldn't want to, to to pay him out because other teams will. And when his contract is up and whatever, whenever it is, somebody will throw him some major money. But um, I have it pulled up right now, the roster for Baltimore. Um, I mean – there, there's really no weapons for him. I mean, you have nope. Andrews as a tight end. I mean, he's 27. He's been in the league for six years. Came out of Oklahoma. That's um, his only weapon, though, really, receiving-wise. Yeah, I mean, receiving-wise, I mean, in the backfield, you have uh, J.K. Dobbins. Um, came out of Ohio State, been in the league four years. Hasn't really done much. Um, then you have, let me see. The problem is they traded off his number one wide receiver. Yeah, I they, mean, they did. They traded him off, and it's like, what do you? I don't know what they thought was gonna happen. I mean, it's the whole, it's the whole Aaron Rodgers mindset where you get rid of the people around him. You you know you bring one in, you get rid of one. You bring one in, you get rid. Of, you never really build around him. I mean, you know, Aaron Rodgers had some good receivers, but it was. Name two good receivers he's had at a time. I mean, it's hard to do that. You know, part of it also, though, is teams want to take back their power. And yeah. I think we yep. can, and that's part of it, too. And it's just that the Ravens are willing to die on this hill, I think, because it's like, no, we're at the point where we're taking back control. Because I think we we can see it happens across all sports. NBA did it. The players started getting more powers in the coaching and the staffs and the owners. Now the NFL, the players are starting to get more power. What's the point of me owning a team if, like, I can't even control the team? You know, what's the point of me coaching or being the head coach if I can't even get people in line a certain way? Because you know, a guys wanting two hundred fifty million guaranteed. And don't or, get or me wrong, whatever. I'm all about me personally. I'm all about people making their money. I I know a lot of people, you know, are on that side where they're like, NFL players shouldn't be making that much money. You know, sports well, players entertainment business. Yeah, sports Stop players watching. shouldn't be making that much money. What about the troops? Stop, uh, listen, Stop paying for stuff. Yeah, listen. Stop I, going to games. I'm not upset that. An NFL player makes millions, and me as a military person, I don't. I'm not. I'm all about people making their money. This dude has poured his heart and soul, and a lot of these dudes have played football longer than I've been in the military. They've been working at their craft, too. We chose different routes. That's like saying you know, that some of these other jobs that pay less should play more because people spend more time in it. I don't mind. But at the same time, when you own a business, right? I don't mean I got to hire you. It don't mean don't I have mean to I hire you, but you. when you own a business, you expect as the business owner to control your business. That's right. And, and I set the salary, and not necessarily control your employees, right? But no, you expect to have more power than your employees yeah. because it's your business. You're taking on the the failures. You're taking on the success. You're taking on the payroll. You're taking on everything with that business. You are taking it on. 
So well, you see, should what, have more power. And that's why your quarterback should get paid, I think, more than anybody else on the offense because he's really your manager. And at most businesses, yeah. your manager gets paid more than everybody. Yep. But at the same time, your manager <laughs> doesn't need to be making more money than the owner or doesn't need to have more say-so than the owner. So and, there's like yep. this there's this fine line and balance that we're we're trying to get to. Well, and I think we're seeing the struggle there in Baltimore. Well, let's just say for argument's sake, gentlemen, let's just say that uh, he does get traded. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to throw out the uh, six biggest spots that they're talking about him getting traded to right now. And uh, we'll uh, we'll see what y'all gentlemen think, which one y'all are picking. You know, y'all maybe y'all's top two or three that y'all think he's going to go to. So obviously the talks about him going to Atlanta Falcons is still up. Uh, it's been sparked. It's getting revamped. Um, they've talked about the New York Jets, the Indianapolis Colts, the Carolina Panthers, the Washington Commanders, and the New England Patriots. Now, me personally, there's a lot of talk that just sparked up today about him going to New England. I would be very surprised to see him go to New England, but I, who knows? Me personally, the one that looks the best for to me would be for him to actually end up would be the Colts or the Jets. I don't think the Jets are necessarily out of trying to go after Rogers yet, though. So they gotta get tired of it, though. Yeah. They have to be getting tired. Yeah. Of so, so I think if he went to the Jets, that would be Jets to me are his best case for him to go to. That's where if I'm gonna pick those six teams, that is where I want to go because the Jets can, have really loaded. built around me. So we can we can agree that the Jets wide receiver core is now loaded. Like one hundred percent. Set it up for a quarterback to come in and just win. So, what is your what is your top top two or three picks there, Ray? What do you think out of those, or do you or do you think he goes to a dark horse that hasn't been talked about yet? Yeah, like Houston. Houston, no, he's not going there. The I, I mean the Raiders. I don't think he does these dark horses. Maybe they, maybe no, they, they already, throw they out Jimmy. Der- <laughs> they already got Derek Carr again. Yeah, Jimmy. It's the same guy. <laughs> so funny how we talked about that, and then I saw the memes everywhere about it, and I'm yeah. like, yeah, that's right. Too bad we're not big enough for y'all to hear it here first. <laughs> um, <laughs> not yet. Not yet. <laughs> yeah, we can, we'll go back. Um, so if I'm him, if, if i got to be in the mind of Lamar, I'm wanting to win. I've just been struggling with not having the weapons around me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to the Jets. I'm not going to the Falcons because I see that. Let's just anybody can play for the Falcons quarterback that's competent enough because we just want to run, 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 short pass, run, 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 short pass. Yeah. Now we could get away from it. I don't think we're getting away from it. So no, me, I mean Arthur Smith already said he. It, it, we are a run first yeah. team. So that being as a quarterback like Lamar, I think he wants to be able to air it out because he is a running styled quarterback. Well, what's going to allow him to get more lanes to do his his game too? I need good receivers that are going down the field. I need them to, yeah, I need the box emptied out so I can yeah, take so off they're running. Going, they're going to empty the box. So that plays mm-hmm. for him. He actually gets to throw the ball more. He gets to fight back against the uh, more, you know, not bad for running back comments. I'd go there. Carolina's a good look, though, too. Carolina just rebuilt their their receiving core. They're looking a little nasty. I ain't, I ain't going to lie. Now, seeing that would be the good redemption as Carolina because now my move that seems so crazy when I sold the ship to get this round one draft pick, you know, well, now they have the pick that would probably be pretty nice to Baltimore because, hey, we're going to be able to get the number one mm-hmm. uh, quarterback now. You know, we can get who we want. So, logistically, that makes the most sense as the organization trading him would be Carolina, but as a player, if I got to say so, Jets. So, my one my one is really tied. It just depends on who gets to the final say-so. If Lamar gets the final say-so, he's going to be wearing green, and if the organization has the final say-so, he's going to be wearing the Carolina blue. Okay. Okay. Josh, uh, what do you think? So, um, obviously, with with me being from Georgia, I would like to see Lamar wear the red and black, but um, I I personally don't think he will come to Atlanta. Um, but yeah, uh, the Jets receiving core is stacked. Um, Carolina did a little something like you mentioned. Um, but yeah, I mean, I gotta agree with with Ray here. Um, I, I think it's either gonna be the Jets or the Carolina Panthers that that end up going after Lamar, and I believe that one of those teams will land him. I don't really think that Lamar would go to a dark horse and go to a nobody team like Houston or the Raiders or anything like that. 
But, uh, yeah, I think for the most part that I believe that it will either be um, New York, Jets, or the Carolina Panthers. But the their only reason why I wouldn't necessarily think that he would go to the Jets is because, obviously, the the rumors are that Aaron Rodgers is going to end up in New York. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how that's going to play out. Um, but – We'll have to wait and see how that's going to end up. But I believe that if he doesn't go to the Jets, that he goes to Carolina. So I'll say this one little piece, and then we'll roll in since you brought up Aaron Rodgers. Lamar right now is on a rookie contract, which means he has no control over where he's traded to. So there is that as well. He can't control where he goes. So that could affect it too. I could definitely see the, the Raiders... Or the Raiders, the Ravens send him somewhere that gives him the best thing and doesn't really set him up to succeed. So we'll just see how yeah, that one plays that out. That'd be Jimmy G's luck. <laughs> yeah. Oh. We'll just see how that plays oh. out. So, well, like I said, speaking on Aaron Rodgers, oh, AA Ron. So, as Josh said, he, he stated he intended to play for the Jets after he came out of the darkness weeks ago. And uh, we all know the trade has not happened. It came out today that the Jets, um, excuse me, the Packers want the number 13 pick for Aaron Rodgers, and that would be obviously the Jets' first pick. Um, And the 13th pick is a big deal. Uh, In the last 10 drafts, the number 13 pick has produced as many pro ballers, eight, as the number one pick has. So it's a little bit of a sweet spot for the Jets to be at. And uh, I, we talked about this before. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is aging. So, 39. yes, you may get yourself a ring, but if you get him on in two, three years, four years, you don't get a ring, you've thrown away how long of your future before you can re, you know, get back there again or be relevant again. So I guess the, the question is, why hasn't the trade happened? I guess would be the first question. And then uh, – if the trade doesn't happen, do you think Aaron's going to retire? What uh, What do you think, Josh? Um. Well, I read an article the other day, and I don't remember what the source was who wrote the article, but the uh, article stated that Lamar, Aaron Rodgers sent a message to the Jets uh, owner or the manager or GM, someone like that, and gave him or gave them five or four, four or five receivers that he wanted, and they've gone after two or three of the receivers already. So that's starting to lead me towards the what if Aaron Rodgers is wearing a different green this upcoming season? Um, I don't really see why they wouldn't go after Rodgers, considering his what he's done so far in his NFL career. Um, I just I don't understand from a standpoint like Aaron Rodgers is I don't know how old he is I think it's like 38 years old um what if you you dish out your 13 pick your your number 13 pick and a ton of money and it goes nowhere it it, it would be a dumpster fire for New York mm-hmm. you know he's a uh, 39 yeah so 39. yeah <laughs> That, that year matters. I feel yeah, like that, 100% that it one does. year at that at that point in your life, it'd be nothing if we're talking like 32, 33. But 38 and 39 is a big difference right now for how old the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a big difference. No, I agree. The next oldest quarterback other than Aaron Rodgers is Tom Brady. I mean, Tom Brady went to Tampa, um, uh, New York, or not, not New York, uh, the Patriots and was there for three seasons, got a Super Bowl, and then tried you mean, to make it. You mean Tampa? He went to oh, yeah. Tampa. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Tampa. Yeah. Out of rail. What did I say? You said you had it backwards. You had it backwards. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, <laughs> and, hey, y'all know what I mean. That's all that matters. That's it. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, he ended up in Tampa Bay and got a Super Bowl out of it. And then he, he tried to get it two more times. And we saw how that went this season. I mean, it was a. In my opinion, it was a dumpster fire down in Tampa Bay. Uh, I mean, so that what you say though brings up a good point. Uh, if Rodgers goes and wins, does he look at that model and does he like 
one and done? If he comes in and wins, does he just leave? Yeah, in my opinion, I believe that if he ends up in New York, New York this season and gets Super Bowl, I think he's done. There's no reason for him to continue playing in a in a league as dominant as we are in right now and take the risk of injuring yourself or anything along those lines. I mean, I think he, he, he would be a one-and-done in New York. Um, I mean, you'd go out on top just like Tom Brady should have, that we can argue at this point, should have mm-hmm. gone out on top. Yeah, 100%. I think you get the ring and, uh, yeah, and you roll so, out. So as New York, that's a, a struggle, though, right? Is it worth it? But as an organization, typically it is, right? You, like you sell the ships to win the, the chip. Yeah, I mean, happened in LA. to me, to me, yeah, no one can take it away. No one's going to think about how bad they were the next two, three years. You know what I mean? It's going to be some dude like sitting on a podcast called Late to Work Sports five years from now talking about it and laughing about it. You know what I mean? But besides that, the everyday person is does not care or doesn't even think right. about how bad the Los Angeles Rams were the year after they won the Super Bowl. You know well, when the they're going to be reminded? They're going to be reminded when another team 20 years from now stinks it up and that graphic pops up on ESPN prime time showing that the Rams were, you know, used to be the worst ever after winning the Super Bowl. Like right. nobody cares. You know why? Because nope. you still have the ring. That's it. You did what it took. That's it. It's a year by year game. Yeah. So what, uh, what do you think? Do you think he retires? Do you think he, uh, do you think he goes, uh, what do you think is going to happen if he doesn't go? Ray Ray? It's like if he does stay, like if he wins and does stay, well, do you think, think he's just... gonna? Do you think he's gonna go to the Jets? And if uh, the Jets doesn't happen, does he just say, you know what, screw it, then I'm out of here? He was already ninety percent. He said close to retiring before he came and seen the light. Well, I don't know if he went back in that closet with Iwaska or whatever. Him and Jake Paul. Toward, yeah, man, or whoever he's with now probably took Pac McAfee back there too. Like, uh-huh. Try this out. Yo, him and Pac are buddy buddies now. Oh heck yeah, man! <laughs> but uh, I just don't know. Like I could see it be worthwhile because again, you sell the ships. And you win. But uh, so everything I look at, if they have to get rid of their first round draft pick, so far everybody's mocks have them taking uh, Broderick Jones from Georgia, which is offensive tackle. And it looks like they, they need help on the line because they're one dude struggling to stay on the field, another guy just towards ACL, and another guy's 38 years old. <laughs> you know, so at least the Jets do what Atlanta won't do, and that's fix the line. Uh, so that, that matters. But if he's already 90%. I think that's that 10%, right? That 10% is my chance to win the chip. And I think that's what he's holding out for is he wants to see what I guess Tom Brady must have saw when he went to Tampa Bay. Like, nah, this is the team right here. I can step on this field if they just listen to me. They shut their mouths and they run their routes. And, they, you know, the coach lets me do what I want to. We're going to win. And maybe that's that 10% holding on to. But he's like, look, guys, you know, like, man, that 10% is looking like 5% now. So as the Jets, I'm getting ready. I'm ready to go for Lamar or whatever, somebody else. I You can't play this game too long because sooner or later they're going to be out of options. And who are they going to have? Is it Zach Wilson? You're going to have Emperor Palpatine out there still on the, the field, just moping around, throwing the ball. <clears throat> yeah, I I don't know how this is going to play out, man. It's uh, I don't know. If he doesn't go there to me – um, he retires. Yeah, I, I just think he retires. I don't think he's, he stays. He's looking for Bay. a complete team. He, that he's just looking and for. And it ain't Green team. Bay. They're Green Bay no. still a few years from even competing again. So we'll I see. I won't be surprised if he comes out and says Green Bay ain't it. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, this is definitely going to be something that continues to tick along. I I don't know, man. I don't. I think I think the Jets need to start looking at Lamar. Me personally, but yeah, well, they gotta do something. One more thing for me. Um, it popped up on my phone today, an ESPN alert, that the GM of the Packers has tried to reach out to Aaron Rodgers multiple times over the past few days to try to work out a deal for him to stay in Green Bay. And the article said that the text or the calls or whatever it was have gone unanswered. So I believe that Aaron has zero intentions of staying in Green Bay to play football. Oh, yeah, no, he done. Oh, yeah. Well, he hates that place now. Can you blame? Well, let's uh let's go to the XFL recap then real quick. And uh, this is week six, gents. And uh, it's been a, up until right now because there's a game going on right now as we speak. 
the away team has won the first three games. So the Seattle Sea Dragons went to Orlando to play the Guardians. And uh, Sea Dragons won their fourth game in a row. The Guardians actually had the lead at half and then lost again. So once again, still no win for the Guardian on the season. They're 0-6, the only winless team. And uh, Seattle's just cruising with the top passing attack. So they seem to have figured it out after losing their first two games. So Then we had uh, St. Louis Battlehawks going to play the Vipers. Excuse me, I'm sorry. The Sea Dragons won 26-19 against the Guardians. I apologize. But then we had uh, St. Louis Battlehawks going to play the Vegas Vipers. And A.J. McCarron is is just clicking, man. He threw three touchdowns, two of them to Darius Shepard. He was 23 of 29 for 236 passing yards and three touchdowns with no INTs. Meanwhile, Vegas threw two picks. And uh, once you throw two picks, that's how you lose Vegas only getting six points and uh, Battlehawks 29. So that's how you lose. You, you got to hold on to the ball. Speaking of holding on to the ball, this next game didn't do either one of those on the offensive side. It was just uh, straight defense running the show, and that was the San Antonio Brahmas going to play the Arlington Renegades. And uh, the Brahmas came out with a win. They snapped their three-game losing streak. Arlington couldn't get anything going. They had two different quarterbacks coming there, both just thinking it up. And uh, both defenses just looked like they were in prime form. I mean, this was a very, very low-scoring game. If you look at the points combined, the Sea Dragons and the Battle Hawks both scored more than was scored in this whole game combined. Uh, Brahmas win 15-9. to And then, like I said, right now we got the Houston Roughnecks playing the D.C. Defenders. But unless the Roughnecks figured out, the D.C. Defenders will win this one. And uh, they're the only home team that will have won this week. So, gentlemen, I don't know if either one of y'all got to watch any of these games this weekend, but... Uh, what uh, y'all got any talking points on it? Anything y'all want to say? No, I was in Nashville during this week, but I happened to be at a uh, one of the bars while Seattle and Orlando were playing. And uh, the only frame I really got to see had your boy in it, still Paxton Lynch out there just stinking it up, looking like he was running with a loaded diaper. <laughs> uh, yeah, your boy doesn't look too good, man. He ain't got it figured out. I don't know what they're guarding. But they're terrible. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of terrible, then we'll just go ahead and get off that topic. And uh, <laughs> we'll go into the the what is going on with the Dallas Mavericks. So, obviously, they, they picked up Kyrie. Um, and, and I'll be the first one to tell you, I thought it was a great move by the Mavericks. And, uh, however, I'm looking through. The, da- the Dallas Mavericks right now are set to miss the playoffs. I mean, if they keep going, they're, they're not going to make the playoffs. Over half the teams make the playoffs in the NBA. They're not going to make it. Uh, it's a disappointing season to say less. I mean, maybe the most, most disappointing season in their franchise history. Last year, they made the Western Finals. This year, they're going to miss. Since picking up Kyrie, they're 7 of 13. They won their first game with Kyrie, and then they just went on a slump. 7 of 13. I mean... They lost Dorian uh, Finney-Smith in the trade, and that has proven costly for their defense. They just can't seem to get it together. Luka's out there pouting on the court. I mean, he looks completely like he is not enjoying himself. What is going on? I I don't know which one of y'all gentlemen want to, uh, 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 speaking of dumpster fires, address this one, but uh, I'll let one of y'all dive at it. I mean, I I don't really have – I don't really – have an answer to what is going on out there. I'm honestly surprised. Uh, I'll touch on that subject first, I guess. Um, <clears throat> so in my opinion, when I first saw it, when it popped up on my notifications on my phone that the, the Mavericks went after Kyrie, I, I figured, oh, damn, this is going to be a, a, a great trade. It'll work out for them, considering how far they went in, into the playoffs last year. I figured, all right, cool. They have a, a chance to to maybe make that next push to, to get into the finals. And obviously, it's just gone downhill. I mean, like you said, Luca's out on the court pouting, and it, he looks miserable. It looks like he doesn't want to be there. I mean, I don't know the exact numbers, but Luca is averaging, I think it's 20-plus points a game. And 
you, you bring Kyrie, who's arguably or used to be one of the best players in the NBA, you figured they might be able to get something rolling, and it's just gone the total opposite way, in my opinion. And it's it they look terrible. I mean, Mark Cuban is, I'm sure, kicking himself. He's too big of a shark tank. Yeah. He, I'm sure he's miserable right now considering that he traded whoever you just said and God knows what else, and it's just a complete disaster down there where uh, in Dallas. What do you think, Ray Yeah, man, so, you know, there's that old saying, like, uh, if you go around and all you meet is jerks in the day, well, maybe they weren't the jerks, maybe you're the jerk. That could be Kyrie, man. Sometimes you are just the issue. It doesn't matter how good you are. You could be God's greatest gift to basketball, skill-wise. Maybe you're the best person ever to do one-on-ones. It does not matter. You can hit a shot wherever you want. Basketball's not an individual sport. Most sports are not individual. In fact, there's really not a single individual sport. Wrestling. Even tra- okay, how do they train? With coaches, with a team, with other people on their team. Yeah, they get out there and they're only themselves, but there's still a supporting cast behind them. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's what I'm getting at. Obviously, but no, you're not wrong. He's out there. Ain't nobody coming to his rescue when he's getting <laughs> pinned or anything. Unless uh, you go into our Facebook page and you see that one guy's dog coming out there to take care of it. So, that's why I got into wrestling. My dad said that was the ultimate sport on one-on-one. It's just you and another guy and nobody's coming out to save you. And I was like, yeah. oh, man, I like that. That's you know, there, there's truth me to that. against somebody else. Yeah, but but, but, with, but the basketball thing, there's the, there's the chemistry. Yep. Like, you have to be able to mesh. And if you're out there and, like, and obviously – it's what it is, right? It has to be. You can't just go on such a slump after being one of the highest-touted teams this year and having a guy who is doing what, putting up the numbers Luca's putting up. I saw one statistic. I don't know what the number is of triple-doubles, but it's astronomical for his age. Like, it is it is up there compared to some of your all-time greats. And yeah. You know, so, obviously, that matters because Luca has the chance to be some, you know, this all-time great himself. Uh, he definitely is for the Mavericks. So, going back to the Kyrie thing, is he's the issue. Kyrie has obviously proven to be the issue. Somewhere along the line, he's just become the issue for these teams. I don't know. I don't know where, but the divaness has proven. And I'm not saying he is a diva. It could be other things, but that just that attitude, that mentality, whatever it is, is a plague. And it has gone through enough players to where they get on these teams, they get this superstarness. You know, and they're not as good as they were when they were rookies or younger in the NBA because they couldn't afford to be those personalities yet where it's like, I just have to get out there and mesh and play. And now I think he's just messing with the chemistry of the team. I can agree with yeah, that. Yeah, and just uh, one more thing from, from me. Um, I'm trying to pull it up right now. Um, um, if you go back and you look at where Kyrie has played, um, Brooklyn – they had supposedly a power three with him, KD, and James Harden, and that was an absolute disaster, in my opinion, from from those three. Um, just like Ray said, I mean, you got to have team chemistry in that sport, and obviously he's not meshing well down there in Dallas. Um, the only successful season he had, in my opinion, or successful seasons, was when he was in Cleveland with LeBron. LeBron yep, and LeBron carried that team. Mm-hmm. Um, it was LeBron, Kyrie, and J.R. Smith. Oh, if you go back and you look at those stats, LeBron carried that team. I mean, there is no ifs, ands, buts about it. LeBron's the only reason he that Cleveland brought a championship back to Cleveland. Well, they um, almost lost it. Remember that? They were down. Yeah, 3-1. down 3-1. And, I mean, I don't see Kyrie staying in the league much longer. Um, I say maybe one or two more seasons at most. You think that's um, from himself or just working himself out of the league? Just working himself out of the league. Oh, yeah, um, I, I don't think thing, that these teams out. will accept you knowing that you yourself are a problem in yeah. the in the league. I mean, I know that he didn't play most of the season that might have been this year might have been last year because he didn't get the vaccination and most of those players were like dude why won't you just do it i mean you're you're relatively good on the court and you're gonna sit out because you don't want to get a vaccination with 
which is cool. I mean, that that's that's his own religious beliefs. I, I believe that's what he said. He doesn't want to get it via religious beliefs, but as from a GM standpoint, that wouldn't fly from me if I was a GM. You know, like I'm paying you so like so much money per season, and you're gonna basically slap me in my face because the NBA has a vaccination requirement, and you're not gonna get it. Yeah, but I, I just believe that Kyrie works himself out of the league because nobody will pick him up, and I believe that he will be a free agent sooner or later, and he will stay there. Yeah, I mean, I'm personally not mad Kyrie didn't get it, but you had to know where you were playing with. And yeah, as a GM, I mean, as a GM, I I'm sure the GM got it. You know, what I mean, whether he wanted to or not. So you look at it like, hey, man. I'm in the business of winning. That's what we're all about, getting the championship. We're not going to get it with you refusing, which is cool. You refuse, that's fine. But you can't stay here, man, because you're only hurting us. So, yeah, yeah. I think Curry, Kyrie's going to work himself out of a job, too. So we'll we'll just have to kind of see how this one keeps going. I mean, it's, it's offseason is going to be wild. I mean, the playoffs start real soon, real soon. So yeah. I think it's uh, April 14th, I think. So, mm-hmm. um it uh yeah it's going to be soon so well uh let's recap march madness in gents and uh yeah madness it is yeah yeah so uh sure. so obviously last time we talked we still had what was it 16 teams i believe left and uh that has dwindled yes. down now to four teams and the highest seed we have left is a four seed so that's wild um we have Two five seeds, and then That's history. Yeah, and then AMU. Correct me if I'm wrong, but they're a nine seed. Was that it? Nine. I'll pull it up real quick. Let me. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Let me see. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's nine. Um, FAU. FAU. What I say? Yeah, AMU. I don't know who Atlantic. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I'm, you're going for on that. I one. was looking at the. I was looking at Miami's name. I'm sorry. F-A-U. So you have a five versus a nine and a five versus a four. Now, in your statistics, though, UConn has won three times when it's in in Texas, on the championships in Texas, and every other team's only three times combined. Well, just so you know, a number five seed has never won, and we have two this late. UConn being at four, though, they're not going to let it happen. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm looking at it now. Miami is playing UConn. I believe that um, UConn pulls that game out. And then you got San Diego State and FAU. Um, I'm going to roll with the underdog here. I think it's going to be FAU and UConn in the championship game. And I think UConn's just going to power right through them. And I think that UConn's going to be the next national champion. I don't even know what to believe anymore, and I don't think John and I's opinion matters anymore because if, if you go back and listen to any of our predictions, they have been completely washed. Uh, well, uh, Josh is already – he was excited to tell his uh, his picks here. Let me let me recap the big games that happened before then, Josh. Jeez. So, uh, <laughs> so FAU – had a huge upset against Kansas State. They beat them uh, 79-76. Yeah. Uh, UConn came in and dismantled Gonzaga. I mean, yeah, they, they did. There's no other way to call it. I mean, they beat them by almost 30 points. 82-54, to 54, embarrassing. And hmm. then uh, Miami came in after upsetting number one seed Houston and just beating them down 89-75. to 75. They then came in and upset Texas, eighty-eight to eighty-one. So I can tell you right now, there is no love in Lone Star State. But didn't Texas blow a tremendous league? They did. They did. I was watching it and I was like, "Oh man, I need Texas to lose." And as every time I come over, there, I was like, "Oh, it's getting closer." So that led us to San Diego State versus FAU and Miami versus UConn. So we know what Josh thinks. What do you think, Ray Ray? Well, uh, real quick, if we don't talk about it, Paul Paul's going to be upset if he listens about that controversial call <laughs> oh, to yeah. San Diego State and Brighton. Go ahead. But per per his words, because this will him being like quasi inside of this in here. Oh, gotcha. They said that, yeah, an old. So they said, if you want to call it 
or if you would call out at the three minute mark, why wouldn't you call out at the one point three second mark or whatever it was? Josh, you did you watch that game? Because I did not. I didn't see it, so I don't. I haven't seen the call itself. I just heard the upsetness in his voice when he was telling me about it. <laughs> yeah, um, I didn't. I didn't watch that game, but I did see it on ESPN. And for me, it it looked like a foul, but. I don't believe he made contact with the hand. I think it was more along the lines of a push-off. Um, but I do believe that it was a foul, and I think it should have been called, and I, I believe he should have gone to the line to shoot two. And so that goes to what Paul Paul was talking about when Charles Barkley and Shaq and all these all-time NBA greats all said it was a good call. And both the refs say it's a good call. There's no more argument to make. We're done here. So... Yeah, right, day, so, it's, a, it's a good call. So now that now that uh, Shaq has ta- has uh, slapped the table, hey, yeah, Shaq has. <laughs> so it is. So it is done. All right. So <laughs> who, who do you have winning these two games, man? Um. So I'm supposed to pick reverse now, right? Because everything I pick loses. <laughs> Are you like so, Drake when he bets on somebody? Hey, I might be the <laughs> I might be the new Drake. He uh, you know, that curse broke with John Jones. Somebody's so. got to do it. Who do you got then? <sighs> Shoot, man. All right, I'm a, I'll go ahead and tell you what you I think. Don't, I don't know. I, I'm i going to root for both underdogs. I, I, I do want to see both number fives get there so we can say that one of the number five will win it. But uh, I'm going to go for the for the uh, Florida championship here. We're going to go Miami versus FAU. Florida like Atlantic that. versus Miami. Let's go Florida. All right, I'm going to pull the – I'm going to – go for San Diego State because I also read where they have never been here before. So I think this is one of the good things and cool things about the March Madness and everything is for these little teams that finally get their chance. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to pull for San Diego State to win it all. I think... Uh, I don't know. I'm, I think they play UConn. I'm going for FAU to win it all. I'm, I'm pulling for them. You can't forget, though, FAU came in in the... Um, Sweet 16, I believe it was. was is a... Uh, they beat my Tennessee Volunteers 62-55, and we were expected to just steamroll FAU. So FAU, yeah, so it's got to run out eventually. No, I don't. I don't. I don't <laughs> believe that it runs out in the in the final four game. I, it might run out in the championship game, but I think that, like I already said, I think it's going to be. Um, uh, let me go back to it. Oh damn, where's it at? Yeah, well, I'm gonna go San Diego State and UConn. That's gonna be my call. I don't. I think that's that's gonna be it. Five v four, and a five's gonna pull it out. So now it's gonna be something crazy when Florida Atlantic now wins, since I've, I've completely pulled against them. Let's again. go. <laughs> so let's go. Hey, yeah. I don't know if all these people saw pictures of their campus. They're about to get a lot of people going to Florida Atlantic. I am mad at them. So well, it's gonna be an interesting uh, weekend this week to see who's getting to the championship game. Like I said, I'm rooting for my Florida teams being from Florida myself. So, well, that leads us to our last little topic real quick. And, uh, I wasn't really going to talk too much on it. Gentlemen, I was just going to, uh, kind of throw it out there and give a little shout out. So the UFC has introduced some of their hall of fame inductees. And that is, uh, Donald Cowboy Cerrone, Anderson Silva, Jose Aldo, and Jens Pulver. Those are some great names. I, I yeah. loved watching Cowboy fight. So uh, it's really cool. Cowboy's one of the only, or the only person to ever make the Hall of Fame and never won a championship in any level, or excuse me, in any like professional fighting league. So it's kind of cool. Kinda yeah. saddening too, though. Kind of sad, but kind of cool. It just shows you how great. I mean, Cowboy would take fights two weeks apart. Oh, yeah. No, he was your guy. You so, needed someone to step in. Fan favorite. So, oh, yeah. I think I think the fan power is what got him there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um, I saw a statistic uh, earlier today on, on Aldo. Um, it said that Aldo never missed weight in any of his fights. I don't remember the exact number of how many fights he had, but I I know it was relatively a lot. And you got guys like Kamzat Chemayoff of uh, who were missing weight by 
eight to ten pounds in, in big fights. Like I know that when he was supposed to fight uh, Nate Diaz, he missed weight by I think it was eight and a half pounds. And Aldo never did that. Uh, Silva never did it. Cowboy never did it. And I don't really know much about the the Pulver guy, but uh, Aldo's a he's a all time great in my opinion. And so is I mean, I think the fans really carried him to the Hall of Fame, but well deserved uh, though, I think. Yeah, I really like uh, watching Cowboy fight. So well, that's that's all the topics for today, gentlemen. Uh, we're gonna roll into the fact of the week. So, Ray, Ray, you got me a fact. I thought you were gonna go first. Oh, you didn't tell me that, so I guess uh, I'll go you first. Didn't, you first. didn't tell me either. I always ask you first. Jeez. All, all right, right, so you, I, I'll, I'll give you mine. Go. So, uh, since the NCAA tournament expanded to 64 teams back in 1985. The number one seed, I'm sorry, this is the first time the number one seed has not made the Elite Eight. So, what's that? 30, what, eight years? 37, 38 years, and we've always had a number, a number one seed, at least one, make the Elite Eight. None of them did this year. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Wild, so... Now, Ray Ray, give me your stat okay. of the week. <sighs> Jeez. You want a stat or could it just be a fact for you? Whatever you want, you Ray Ray. Different. Okay. It's well, your world. I just live in it. It's something pretty neat that uh, touches <laughs> all of our topics. So, Pittsburgh is the only city where all major sports teams, MLB, NHL, NFL, yep, yep, yep. have these same colors. In fact, now it's even going to their USFL team. I saw it change their colors. And apparently, according to this, it's pretty funny. It says, uh, Wiz Khalifa's inspiration for his song actually came from the Pittsburgh Steelers and this the whole city having the same colors for their sports teams. Hmm. I did see that. It's a pretty cool fact. Pretty cool. I wonder if they all use the exact same shade. I've never really paid attention. But I'll throw one more crazy one for, for Josh in here. Touch on baseball. <clears throat> the average lifespan of an MLB baseball... It's five to seven pitches. Mm. What do they do with all them baseballs afterwards? I, I don't know. I guess give them away. Put them in those like buckets to where you can go to academy and get fifty balls for like five dollars. <laughs> I doubt it. They would be selling them things. I know that. Right. Yeah, I know that. In some, they don't tell you about it. Uh, like I, I've been to a, a ton of Braves games, and I, I usually dip into the gift shop every game that I go. And I know that they do some like mystery packages where you can get a, a certified game used ball and it's got this little barcode on it. And you can go to MLB's website and type in the number that's on the barcode and it'll tell you the exact pitch that it was used and it'll have a video and stuff. So I would imagine cool. majority teams that that's pretty normally cool. do that's that. Cool. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean the teams are profited in like fifty bucks because that's norm that's what the Braves charge, fifty bucks for the mystery package and I mean, you got to think about how much it is to 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 essentially put together a baseball. Um, probably pennies on the dollar, um, especially to the amount they're buying. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, you buying in bulk? Oh, in the tons. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, gentlemen, that's the end of the show here. So let me, uh, Josh, you got any shout outs? Anybody you want to shout out while you're on the show? Uh, shoot. No, not really, man. I mean, oh, oh, Joe Milton for this upcoming season. Joe Milton's gonna be a Heisman candidate. That's my shout out for the week. Uh, I was a Tennessee fan. Under oh, the radar, Joe Milton will be a Heisman candidate this year. Rolling. He stays oh, healthy. Oh man, I can't wait to save this one. I may remember this I later. We, we've been clowning. I guess Josh, have you been listening to all the Tennessee fans we've been clowning <laughs> that we know throughout these episodes? I haven't. No. Oh, well, too oh, bad yeah. you're in the group now. Oh, yep, yeah. and add him <laughs> down in there. Wrote down, Josh. okay, name saved. Okay, got it. Got it. It's going to take a whole minute just to do all the Tennessee fans. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ray Ray, what's your shout-outs this week? So my pops just turned 60 on the 23rd, so uh, this, this week I want to shout-out my dad for turning 60 years old, for being able to live life that long. I mean, I was grateful to be able to go to Nashville with him and celebrate it. Uh, when I got one more shout out, uh, oh, Josh just jumps back in. He just doesn't no etiquette, no etiquette. 
What you got, Josh? <laughs> a shout out to my older brother. He turns 25 on the 29th of this month. So He's like, that's right. There's a, there's a birthday. <laughs> yeah. I got to remember. <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, um, I don't think I have any shout outs this week at all. So, um, but what I am going to say is, uh, make sure y'all check out our official website. We got it up. If you want to be on the show, there's a, a form for you to go ahead and fill out. That way you can get it sent in. That way you can be on the show. Um, we'll look through it. We'll read it, you know, maybe reach out to you, interview you, see if uh, you're a good fit. Um, you can also buy late to work gear on there. We got hoodies, we got shirts. Um, we got a couple of them that are in different flags. So, check it out there's more to come um we are in the beginning stages but there is more to come and that is a uh, late so the website is late dash to to dash work dash sports.com so late to work sports.com check us out um like i said we got a bunch of stuff on there and uh give us feedback reach out to us let us know if there's something specific you want to see on the website or, or on the show or whatever. So that is all I have gentlemen. So Josh, I appreciate you coming on the show and, uh, talking all these different topics with us. It's been a lot this week. Uh, went a little bit over our normal time, but, uh, it was good, man. It was a good show. So I appreciate you coming on. No problem, man. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir. Yeah, yes, sir. Thanks for being here. I always appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Ray, Ray, I appreciate you for once again coming on the show. Yeah, man. So it was a good show. But uh As always. As always, yes, sir. But you know, now we are at that time, so Ray I got nothing else. I've got nothing. All right. So got nothing. We, hey. Ray's got nothing. I got nothing. Even Josh, Josh has nothing. nothing. So <laughs> hey, with that, we appreciate it. And we'll catch you next week. Later. Thank you.